0: You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church.
1: Hey, I'm Johnny, I'll offer a little message for you. And I think while while I do that, the kids are gonna continue their meeting upstairs. Let's read a little bit from the Bible. Um, uh, We have two passages this morning. This evening, Um, so let's do uh, Matthew one, Matthew five, one through twelve. Any volunteers for that? Anyone? Megan, and someone's gonna do First Corinthians after her.
2: When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to speak and taught them, saying, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for those is the kingdom of heaven." Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will seek God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you.
1: And then from 1 Corinthians, someone else, please. Any volunteers? Okay, Caitlin.
0: For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scholar? Where is the debater of this age? Has, God, has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, world did not know God through wisdom. God decided through the foolishness of the proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews ask for signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not to abolish things that are so that no one might boast in the presence of God. In contrast, God is why you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord.
1: Let's pray, shall we? Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts Be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So I I was, uh, I'm on TikTok now, and there's this Middle Eastern guy who, like, cooks food. And he, uh, reminded me of some of the honorifics that, uh, there's terms of endearment and affection that we use in the Middle East to lift up one another. So we give honor when we speak to one another, and we praise one another in greetings. So, for example, I might call someone I love "Yerelia," which means "you expensive one," or, but I mean colloquially, it means like "you precious," right? Um, so "Yerelia," "Yereli," or like a group of people, you say "Yereli," which is like all of you. Um, or you might say Ya Karima, you've probably met someone named Karim or Karima, right? It means generous, you generous one. And if you meet someone that you want to show special honor to, you say Ya which means you learned one. Or Ya and Besha is like a high-ranking military officer, you're trying to uplift. You want to give respect, give honor, share pride. It's really powerful when you use these phrases for young children and for people who have otherwise a low status because we're elevating people. And that's baked into the culture I grew up in because Egypt's full of poor people. The bread is subsidized there because no one can afford it, right? That's how it works. And then when you have a guest in your house, it means extra honor, extra attention, extra grace. But relating to common folks is invariable in Egypt. And I hope that these honorifics have material significance, right? I hope they're not just reduced to titles, but that we can actually lift up one another. In today's readings, we see a similar pattern in how Paul greets the church in Corinth and how Jesus greets the recipients of the Sermon on the Mount. Paul makes it clear that the elect are those who God shows, are that they're lowly, they're oppressed, and they make fools of the powerful in the world of those who hold higher offices and positions. Let me read this part again to you. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not to abolish things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. Paul's making a big point about the presence of God in the world. What liberationists call the preferential option for the poor. God chooses the foolish to shame the wise. God honors the foolish to shame those who have already collected honor. God chooses the weak and shames the strong. God chooses the low and despised, the oppressed and the hated, and chooses them to humble those who have might otherwise have boasted in themselves, in their status, and in the world. In this community in Corinth, has divided in a variety of ways it's only about 150 people and it's divided among the different leaders among among them so small communities can sometimes be subject to being divided by certain leaders in them certain loud voices in them we we look to them and and that can divide communities um and then they're also stratified by the the weak and the strong but most of the people in Corinth are, are, are weak in other words, they're low social status, low education, no special gifts. The strong feel like they have, they're have philosophical, they have special gifts, they can ecstatic gifts, they, they're educated, they are well off. But Paul is saying, to overcome this division you have, elevate the lowly. There's no special gifts, there's no special wisdom, there's no um, special anything. Elevate the lowly and the oppressed. That's the key to our mutual liberation and our unity. Paul is siding with the weak here and moving the strong to submit to this alternative way of seeing the world Paul is telling them and saying most of you aren't wise by human standards you're not powerful you're not powerful by birth but God came to you and chose you God honored you God it's like God came and gave them those Egyptian honorifics that we were familiar with growing up Ya Ghali Ya Ya Karima God is elevating and lifting them up. And we know the story right from the start, right from the emancipation of the Israelites, God is choosing the lowly. A whole whole tradition, a whole faith, a whole movement is based on this. God elevates the lowly. And Jesus does the same thing when he starts the Sermon on the Mount. This is the this is the Sermon on the Mount is the is the is the Beatitudes is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. He says that people he is preaching to are blessed. Those who are poor in spirit, those who mourn, those who are meek, those lowly ones, they're oppressed. Sometimes we think of this language as spiritual and not material. But make no mistake, it's both. Jesus makes no distinguish between between what is happening within our spirits and what's happening outside of us. What's inside reflects the outside. What's outside reflects the inside. Elemental to the message is that there can be no separation between the outside or the inside. And and he warns us that things like anger are like murder. And he says conditions of the heart are as bad as, as, the, as the worst material outcomes. They're connected. Our actions matter. They're a reflection of our hearts. And if you turn to Luke, I think Hannah was saying this a few weeks ago. Luke writes of the blessings and woes of Jesus. He takes the Beatitudes and then he takes the woes in Matthew 23 and he kind of puts them in one. And he says, blessed are the poor, blessed are the hungry, blessed are those who weep. Remember that when we try to spiritualize or abstract the explicit material circumstance that Jesus is speaking, there's a reminder. No, this is material, this matters. He's speaking to the lowly, to poor people, to oppressed people. In the Sermon on the Mount, he's naming who his audience is the lowly, and he's elevating them by giving them this address. And the interpretation of the Jewish law in the Sermon on the Mount results in their liberation. Enemy love, turning the other cheek, not worrying about tomorrow. Lessons to be humble and honoring the humble as they are, the meek around him. Sometimes I read this passage and I think, well, we're to be poor in spirit, we're to mourn, we're to be meek. And I think that's important, but I want us to pause and consider who these people that he's talking to are. Jesus is addressing his audience, similar to what Paul is doing. But even in the address, we learn what his values are. We learn who he wants to elevate and what it means for the rest of us. Jesus tells them they'll be hated and persecuted and oppressed. But a great reward is coming to them. Those who prophesy via their social positions, receive all sorts of persecution. But it is not easy to offer this radical message, one that is foolishness to the world, without furthering oppression. It'll get Jesus killed. Jesus offers a radical example when he selects who he is ministering to. He elevates the lowly, and he does so in word, and in in actually reaching them, in deed, too. The good news must be good news to the lowly if it's good news at all. It comes to the lowly and is given to them by our lowly Savior. What Paul and Jesus are telling us is that that's who we need to be paying attention to. But for those of us that occupy powerful positions, Jesus is inviting us into a process of mimicking the lowly. We self-empty of our worldly power by elevating the voices of oppressed people around us and honoring them and we change how power works in our community while modeling that behavior to the world. I mean, that means things like you let minorities speak before you do, you prioritize the care of the most vulnerable, you engage in the work of anti racism, decentering whiteness, dismantling heteropatriarchy, resisting greed. We listen to poor people in our communities, in our neighborhoods, we elevate the oppressed, the disabled, the immunocompromised, queer folks, racial minorities, we create space for them. We call them ghali, ma'allam, karima. We give them honor. Too often the Christians are known for the wisdom of the world, for reinforcing the wisdom of the world. When it comes to economic matters and military matters, when you look at like the, what Congress is doing with regard to the debt ceiling, for example, um, despite legislation passed to spend money, Congress, is, the, the U.S. government has a limit of what it can spend. It's an unusual law that we have that only, like, Denmark's like the only other country that has such a thing. And then when we talk about what to do, things like the military budget are never under consideration, right? There's a foregone conclusion that, of course, we're going to do that, right? And Christians are often the ones supporting this kind of wisdom of the world. But we challenge that. We challenge what's possible. We can say, no, there can be new things. We can abolish things that are not. We can change the world. our imaginations are often constrained but God is calling us to a whole other way of doing it and when we do this work let's look around our neighborhoods and our communities to see who else is lifting up the poor who else is lifting up the lowly sometimes they won't name Jesus as Lord because of the sordid job Christians have done but look for them and partner with them be in the body may God give us the eyes to see who else is doing this work for those who are not lowly Like me, I mean, I'm brown and queer, that's like one thing, but then I'm also male, educated, able-bodied, have a lot of power in me. So I come elevated when it comes to the wisdom of the world. So the challenge for us is to divest and to let go and to self-empty and to repent of the systems of oppression that we participate in and move so that Jesus can move. Paul opens up this passage by telling the strong in Corinth to stop relying on the wisdom of the world And he leads them to let go of their worldly power Which is causing dissension in their community And when we let go of worldly power Our burdens are lightened, our yokes are easier Entering the kingdom of heaven becomes an opportunity to be filled That's the invitation for the strong an Invitation for those who get to hear the Sermon on the Mount But occupy a different category You can be new, you can be different, you can change You can let go, you can be filled up Our life in a faith community is an opportunity to conform to God's foolishness, which is wiser than human wisdom. And we conform, then, to the self-effacing weakness in Christ, which is stronger than human strength. We model the lowly Christ who serves a lowly world. Peace to you. Let's pray and then do some talk back, shall we? Thank you, Lord, for your presence and your faithfulness to us. Continue to elevate um, the lowly among us. Help us to divest when we need to. Fill us up with your spirit. Give us security when we do this work. Safety. So that we can enter into it fully. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at Circle of Hope Net.